Good shout. He's got to go, man. He's got to go, blood. <laughs> Welcome back, listeners, to season two, episode 39 of Everywhere We Go, the home of all things FPL draft. Today, I've got the uh, dream team of Charles and Henry in the room. Who says we're the dream team? I do, because when Ch- when uh, Chelsea lose, you're very, very solemn. Uh, is that why you invite us on? Yeah. <laughs> How are you guys doing this week? Just very forlorn. solemn, well, funny yeah. enough. Forlorn. Forlorn. <laughs> Bitter. I love that word, Angry. forlorn. <laughs> what does that mean, Charles? Don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Saw it somewhere today. <laughs> um, so, obviously, how are we all doing in our FPL Draft League? Very good. It's the only thing holding me together right. in terms of following the Premier League. Yeah. I think I would have cut ties with it completely. <laughs> Just sick of it. I've fallen out of love with the game, yeah. to be honest. I've become a cricket fan. I'm actually only three points off you, Hen. What? Things are things are hotting up in the in the mid table. Oh God, I'm not a fan of that at all. I mean, I've just sort of forgotten about you really being so far <laughs> down, like on the second page of the league. Yeah. But um, fair play to you coming back. I mean, at least it means we won't be going to Bournemouth yeah. at the end of the season, which uh, I don't mind. Although I've never been to Bournemouth. I'll show you the sights, Will. So there's maybe. a lovely uh, prism there. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a lovely train station back to London. <laughs> Shout out all the Bournemouth <laughs> listeners. <laughs> we'll do our family. We, we do slate them every week yeah. saying don't get in any of their yeah. players. <laughs> don't go there. <laughs> yeah. Don't support them. Anyway, moving on to uh, FPL draft. We've got a game week 26 preview ahead of us. Uh, some big fixtures in here. Uh, we've got Liverpool against United. Yeah, huge fixture. We've got... Forest Everton. For- I was about to say Forest Everton. We've got- I'm really looking forward to Southampton Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> My personal favourite, Aston Villa Palace. Listen, listeners, we do the research for you every week on these <laughs> fixtures so that you don't have to. So, thank us. <laughs> on Twitter, at EWG underscore podcast. Anyway, guys, let's dive right in to Liverpool again. Charles, Liverpool yes, United on this weekend. It's a difficult game to call, to be honest. Uh, you just want a piece of this United team, Yeah, frankly. Uh, looked good in the Carabao Cup final. There's an air of invincibility about them. Liverpool still aren't back to their best, but three clean sheets in a row and mm. four in five generally. It's a difficult place to go, Anfield. City found the same earlier this season. I think it'll be a difficult game for United. Yeah, I mean, what, what, did, what was your take, Henry, on the, on the Cup final? On the cup final, yeah. uh, it went how, how I expected, Will, really, mm. to be honest. Um, Newcastle bang out of form and um, Man United, like, in, so informed, the most informed team in the country right now. Right. Um, they just look imperious um, and they look solid at the back, really settled in midfield now with Casemiro. And they've got options up front now. They mm. can play Anthony, Sancho's contributing some goals as well. Um, interesting that Anthony started the cup final yeah, I was gonna say. against Newcastle because... I was expecting Jaden Sancho to start definitely Same. because of just his attacking output in most recent games. But I think Ten Hag trusts Anthony more because of the control he has on the ball, looking after possession mm. in these bigger games. They can rely on him to uh, keep possession and perhaps he's better tactically um, as an option uh, rather than Jaden Sancho. Yeah. Um, so as a Anthony owner, I was worried, obviously, because... I thought Jaden Sancho was going to have that right wing spot nailed on for the rest of the season. But mm. um, there's a sort of a glimmer of hope that uh, Anthony may ha- hang on to that right but wing spot. he still spot. wasn't that productive in that game. I mean, and he was playing against, against Barcelona midweek. Yeah, true. Could but come up with a goal. Mm. Who would you say is more of a goal threat 
Just generally, Sancho or Anthony? I think Sancho. I think personally. Sancho as well, yeah. Uh, but maybe actually Anthony has more more range in his in his goals. Like I, feel, I feel like he, can, he could score from, from a lot of different positions. Yeah. Whereas Sancho... But uh, moving to the other side, I mean, Rashford, Charles. I mean, coming up against Trent here. Yeah, I mean, Rashford, 10 goals in his last 10 league appearances now. Third highest point scorer in the entire division. Yeah. Uh, running out of superlatives for him, really. Um, Love that think he will score again here you would say despite mm. the fact Liverpool have sort of tidied up their defence a little bit with the introduction of Joel Matip but yeah um, marginally yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah I mean I mean watching that Liverpool Palace game I wasn't really impressed by either side but especially Liverpool I mean they had some chance to win they hit the post but I mean for for a side like you know going into play Palace who are in really poor form there Got to be creating more. Also, you just look at uh, who these clean sheets have come up against for Liverpool. Everton, who like obviously not a free-flowing goal-scoring side. Newcastle have been really struggling for form recently. Mm. Obviously had their mind on the cup final as well. And Crystal Palace, who are without Wilfred Zaha. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be reading too much into this Liverpool uh, form of late and we know about their inc- inconsistencies mm. um, and I can uh, definitely see United win here this weekend. Yeah. Just briefly on United, De Gea, 17 points in his past two games. He's really sort of come back to into his own. I think United went five games without a clean sheet mm. and I myself was questioning their defensive acumen and defensive value. Yeah. But, um, you know, add another clean sheet in the cup final as well. They've sort of like tied up their defence a little bit more. I think that Varane-Martinez partnership is really the go-to. Yeah. They were sort of going through, you know, playing Milan Last year at left back, short at left back. Not saying Shaw's a bad player there, but they look a lot more assured with Martinez at the back. Yeah. One thing to note with Liverpool, Will, is that Diogo Jota started for them against Crystal Palace. He did. Um, so hopefully that brings him more into the team now, gets more starts, um, and you should definitely be picking him up yeah. if he is not already picked up. We should touch on that quickly. Like the. Uh yeah, so obviously Darwin misses out on the Palace game through injury. Yeah, he was injured though, but yeah. I expect him to come back. Still, yeah. it's, it's it's something to bear in mind that they do. They now have five fit and nearly well with Diaz back. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of competition apart from Salah in there, and maybe yeah. even for Salah. I feel like every no, position. Salah definitely starts no matter what. Mm. And so I th- I think their best front three would be, um, say all fit would yeah. probably be Salah, Darwin and uh, Luis Diaz. Diaz on the left. Yeah. Because that is one to look at. I mean, Diaz could be knocking around some waiver wires definitely. at the moment. Definitely. When's he due back? Do you know? I think in two or three weeks. He's like the next one returning. Mm. Uh, but yeah, this is going to be tough, I think, for Liverpool. I mean, I think... Do Liverpool score? No. Based off that Palace game, then no. But then they're at home. So they're at home and it's United. It's a big game. Always I raise their game. For I wouldn't it. rule that out at yeah. all. I know we keep saying this about Ten Hag, but I think this is the game where we really see what this United side are about. Just right. because Why of like, because what happened last week, I think there's a, there's going to be a lot of physical and mental exhaustion. Yeah. Um, but then to go to Anfield and get a result, mm. I think that would really kind of like put them in the Arsenal and City bracket. Yeah. Just in terms of like their overall contribution to the league season, it would just be a, be a stunning result yeah. from Ten Hag. I mean, off the back of that um, cup victory, let's move uh, to the other side played in that game. Let's move to Newcastle, who are playing City this week. Man City against Newcastle. Yes, well, the Magpies travelling down to the Etihad. Uh, yeah, it is down. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> how geography works. Could tell I didn't do geography. <laughs> but I mean, City. Um, following up from that disappointing uh, draw to Forest, mm. uh, they go and really kick the living out of Bournemouth. <laughs> I think that's fair to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. City just can't 
compose a run though. Yeah, like, they mm. can't compose a sequence of form whether Too it be good or bad. Like I right. thought they'd get thrashed at the Emirates. I thought you'd stick three or four past them genuinely, and they mm. just go and put in a brilliant performance. So it's difficult. I think Newcastle score here, by the way, because these are just mm. the sort of unassuming fixtures where you see our oh, City will win two or three nil. It's funny yeah. you should say that, Charles. I mean, no clean sheet for City in their last five games, conceding to go- uh, goals to Forest and Bournemouth during that period. Yeah, as well. they, they, they just seem to lead goals. Conceding I mean, to Bournemouth, their pet must have been livid dreadful. afterwards. Dreadful, yeah. and and the conceding to Forest. I mean, granted, Forest only had one chance in the whole game, but they're still conceding those mm. goals that. They weren't in seasons gone by, and that is the difference between this uh, this city team and previous seasons. Spilling into their Champions League campaign as yeah. well, like that that first half against Leipzig, I think thought they were good. I thought they had enough to put two or three past yeah. them, mm. but th- these errors at the back are not that uncommon anymore. We say our no brainers uh, for games like this, or for every game rather, but I would not include Edison as a no brainer in this game by any means. Mm. I mean, the only sort of defender I would include for City as a no brainer would be Kyle Walker in the hope that he may get a couple of uh, assists against uh, Newcastle but other than that it's hard to call who starts for City at the back I mean you've I got Kanji you think Kanji starts he gets he seems to be getting minutes a lot when these other players are out I wouldn't be surprised either considering the fact Stones and Laporte are both out injured and ill yeah uh, currently so I wouldn't be surprised to see Kanji start back but um, it's just not as uh, steady that defence as, as it has been previously. Mm. Yeah, I thought Laporte and Diaz were sort of coming back. I thought they were getting a little bit more sort of defensive structure and defensive consistency yeah. with their selections, but it's, it's just sort of up in the air. And we saw that Rico Lewis started against Bournemouth, which I thought he would do, mm. but you know he was he was at the team for four games, didn't play a single minute, yeah. and suddenly you're starting him in a must-win game. So yeah. Pet Roulette continues. I mean, moving to Newcastle side of the ball. Um, what do we think about their assets at the moment? I mean, they haven't won in four in the league. Well, I mean, I, I traded away Callum Wilson two or three yeah. weeks ago and I'm sort of smarting from that trade now. Well, mm. I, I sort of like projected, not that I'm the like the, the Messiah or you're the Oracle. F- you're an FPL draft <laughs> expert, mate. <laughs> well, says who, mate? You're on the panel. <laughs> <laughs> not here by choice. Um, and, uh, Contractually obliged. <laughs> and um, and uh, he's just not been banging them in for Newcastle recently at all. And mm. his his recent dry form has coincided, obviously, with Newcastle being really poor recently as well. Yeah. And you look at Isaac, who came on in, in the cup final. He didn't look great either. Mm. I was going to say. It just doesn't look fit. Yeah, well, he Joe, looked sharp when he first played for Newcastle. Yeah, like Joe, you know, like like getting in the area against Liverpool at Anfield. Mm. Good finishes, tidy finishes. Yeah, definitely. I think I think Joe did mention it though. He he, he kind of lacks the ability to to he, like like it, Joe asked, how will he make his own chances? And I think against United, it was kind of shown like he doesn't have blistering pace. He's not incredibly strong. He's quite tall, to be fair. He's not an amazing dribbler. So but also, they didn't really play him up top, though. Did yeah, they? they played him on the wing, and his his position is that number nine, um, that number nine position. And mm. for him to start in his favoured position, you'd have to sacrifice Callum Wilson. Yeah, but yeah, to be fair, I, again, I agree. Callum Wilson wasn't great against United. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Isak comes and fills in there. Uh, one to mention as well, um, Saint Maximan Charles. Yeah, we were we were discussing before recording. I thought he looked decent in the first half, and then they brought on Wan Bissaka in the Carabao mm. Cup final and sort of like negated him a little bit. But you do well to come up against a better 1v1 defender than Juan Bissaka. Um, our, our resident Newcastle fan, Joe, has put down here, he thinks he'll start again against New- against City. Mm. 
I mean, well, I remember he caused uh, City a torrid time. Do you remember at St James's oh, yeah. Park earlier in the season? Picked up from halfway line, dribbled mm. a pass about three or four players and slotted um, Callum Wilson in to finish. So mm. he is a threat um, against Man City, that's for sure. As I said, I think Newcastle will get a goal here. I think they'll be humbled. I think it could be yeah. like a 4-3-1 four, four, or something. Mm. But we'll see. Uh, Pope back in goal for Newcastle. That will be, be big, yeah. So yeah. maybe keep the scoreline down slightly. Mm. was missed on Sunday. Moving on though, guys. Let's go to West London Derby. It's Brentford against Fulham. Brentford against Fulham. Um, maybe should have started the show on this game. <laughs> to be honest. Uh, Henry, you went Size to Fulham on um, Friday nights. So yeah, I went to Fulham as Wolves. Um, as quiet as a library, <laughs> it was, to be honest, Will. But a uh, really good game of football. Yeah. Um, loved it. Um, it's actually quite enjoyable to watch Fulham, even though I hate saying that. Right. Uh, they're a really good team, really solid, well set up, as are their counterparts this weekend, yeah. Brentford. So this would be a very close game. Um, speaking of Brentford, Will, 11 mm. games unbeaten for them, scoring 18 goals Love during it. that period. Longest wow. unbeaten run in the league. Really? Yeah. They are so solid. It's unbelievable. And mm. we've, we talked loads earlier on in the season and last season on the podcast about their defence bailing them out every single week. But it's it's been their uh, it's been their attacking output from the majority of their team that has really um, strung together this unbeaten run. I mean, during this period, we've had Embuemo with three goals, four assists. Love ben that. Mee, two goals, one assist. Mateus Jensen, two goals and three assists as mm. well. That's combined with Tony's six goals and three assists during this period wow. as well. I mean, every, the whole team seems to be coming together to make this Brentford team tick. Yeah. And it's working wonders for them. And they look sort of unbeatable clearly right yeah. now yeah just on those goals scored they've scored 24 goals at home this season only four teams have managed more mm. so they're really kind of putting away teams when they sort of like get them into that position that they want them in yeah I mean talking about goal scorers here um, we've got to mention Mana Solomon recently mate what a finish I, I, I'm, I'm eating my words on this guy <laughs> honestly because obviously he came in <laughs> and Ollie was like him. Ollie was like oh he kept Mudrick out the team I was like sure he did mate like <laughs> Better than not listening to that waffle <laughs> and, but he was a joke I mean yeah. that goal he scored against Wolves Incredible, mm. on honest outside the box curler, like trademark what a finish. finish. What a finish! Um, y surely he starts it. Yeah, I was going to say, when's I, he going to start? They have quite a set front three of Decadova, Reed, Willian, and Mitrovic. You were at the game. You at the game? Did he come on for Willian? No, he came on for Decadova, Reed, who mm. was really poor, really actually, and Willian switched to right wing, which yeah. he can obviously. He's very versatile, so he can play right wing as well as left. Mm. Um, so I, I'd, uh, I'm not sure about what Ollie thinks because he's very hot on his takes with yeah. Fulham but I'd back Solomon to start left wing here and William yeah. right wing definitely um, another quick one to mention Paulinho obviously having a brilliant season at the moment just scored a fantastic goal in the in the cup I mean, he misses this game that is massive for them he does not only miss this game Will he misses Fulham's next game against Arsenal two game suspension wow. weird rule that isn't it I'd two game suspension for a yellow no I back it mate. should be more <laughs> <laughs> no but that is a big loss for them Especially yeah. in the middle of the field there. I mean, you've got to feel that Brentford are going to... This could be a high-scoring game. It, well, in their... Oh, no, th this is an under 2.5. Well, you say right. that, Charles. In their previous game earlier in the season, it was 3-2 mm. to Fulham. And with Mitrovic back in the side, Fulham are a different, a different, uh, completely different team. Yeah. I mean, I watched them with Vinicius up top. 
Oh my god, it was painful. <laughs> he, he won about two headers in thirty. Like, all you need to do is win headers. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> literally your only job. Last time there were more than two point five goals in a Fulham match was when they beat us in January two one. Mm. Brilliant. Don't remember that. Any uh, <laughs> any pickups here, guys? That you're looking um, at? For I'm one looking. Game. I'm looking at Johan Wisser. I was going to say Wisser for Brentford. Mm. Uh, he started four out of the last five games for Brentford. The one he did not start was against Arsenal when they changed formation for it. However, two goals and one assist in his last seven games, which isn't spectacular, mm. but I'm hoping he can get amongst the goals here for Brentford in what I think may be quite a high-scoring game. And with Brentford's record at home and some favourable fixtures coming up for them, I'd uh, I'd back him to to get some uh, goal attacking returns here. I'm personally on the other end of the spectrum. I think they'll keep a clean sheet, Brentford. Uh, no clean sheet in two, but I'm, I'm looking at my Ben Mees, you know, got three successive clean sheets against Bournemouth, Leeds and Southampton. Mm. I think they'll keep a clean sheet against Fulham. But Fulham are out of that league though, the Bournemouth, Southampton league. You know, they're, they're a True, yeah, but yeah. mate, like you know, you know what happens in these West London derbies? They'll <laughs> the just shut adage, the opposition. The old down. adage of these boring West London derbies. <laughs> this, this is M and F as well. Love it. Oh, what a treat! Yeah, I wow. mean, Sky Sky love Brentford, don't they? Yeah, they hate They're Fulham as well. They're always there. <laughs> They're always at Brentford. Just about stopping Hounslow. <laughs> Good racing weather at Aintree, and more than a quarter of a million people are here to see the biggest event of the chasing camel. This week on Henry's Lump Jobs, even though I'm sure you and the millions of listeners out there will doubt my betting prowess, I did win a bet on the weekend, however. That's 360 quid, to be precise. Anyway. Was that we, a lump job? Uh, no, it wasn't a lump job. I got fed up. Steak. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I got fed up with giving listeners shit tips. But anyway, we move. We we don't put it all on this week, but we've uh, we put a nice little chunk of it on. Anyway, all right. it's a it's a treble. Nice. We've got this week. We've got Nottingham Forest versus Everton under two point five goals. Uh, yes. We've got Chelsea versus Leeds. Both can't hit a barn door under two point five goals. I like Agreed. it. And we've got Arsenal to win. Both teams to score no. That is five to one. That is coming ten, in. Ten that pounds is on that. In. Sixty quid. Four beers after the game. <laughs> Job done. Thank you very much, Henry. Wolves Tottenham. What a fantastic game. Yeah. Um <laughs> obviously watch Spurs on Sunday. If there's one team you don't want to go one nil behind to at home in a mm. big game, it's Tottenham. It's Antonio Conte's Tottenham. Right. Um as soon as that goal went in, the first goal, like was, thirty seconds after the restart, I was like, Well, that's game over. Mm. They have us exactly where they want us. And Spurs, whether by accident or design, they just find themselves in fourth place. And they just somehow have this momentum from nowhere. I'm, yeah. I'm so bitter about it because yeah. they've been so underwhelming all season. But you have to say the wind is kind of in their sails. And I'm looking at their defensive assets, the Ben Davises, the Christian Romeros. And I'm thinking, you know, even Fraser Forster is picking up clean sheets. Mate, he's been thinking, really solid, yeah. Fraser Forster, for them as well. And, and funny you should mention Ben Davis. He's playing left wing back now for them, ahead of uh, <laughs> Ivan Perisic as well. Yeah. There's what, definitely a lot of defense. continually finding him in weird situations. Yeah. Like <laughs> Ben Davis, yeah. somehow he's got over three hundred yeah. appearances. <laughs> yeah. 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 I saw that set on the weekend. I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, uh, yeah. This, I mean, coming up against Wolves here, Wolves played really well Friday. By yeah. the way, me and Dan were in attendance, as if I haven't mentioned already this mm. evening. And Wolves played really well. Sarabia picking up a lovely goal. Will yeah, you didn't start him. I dropped him, mate. Why did you do that? Because he wasn't doing niche. What, you had him for two weeks? Had him for four weeks. Okay. And, so, and, and his highest score was two points. He's a top player, though. Great. 
<laughs> he is. I'm not and, getting him back And now. Wolves are really assured at the back as well. I mean, they got the goal they conceded was yeah. a worldie from uh, Solomon from outside the box. But Craig Dawson, Kilman, they have a left back as well called Bueno. Mm. Um, he's quite good apparently. Get it? <laughs> um, but uh, no, he uh, he played really well Friday night. And obviously, looking past this game, they may not keep a clean sheet here, but. And maybe past the next game as well, but they, they've after that Newcastle after away. Newcastle away, they've got Leeds at home and Forest away. Yeah, it could be worth and, it. And they looked really solid defensively. The one Wolves. thing, the one thing about them is that Cunha went down, and he and it didn't look great. I honestly don't think that's such a bad thing right. for Wolves in general. I mean, uh, he he didn't look great himself um, throughout that whole first half, and he went off fifty nine points, costing me. The crucial second point. Selfish. Um, say, yeah, stay selfish. down. <laughs> stay down. He was twenty seconds off. No. Twenty seconds off getting another point. I was like, you, you so and so. Honestly, but uh, who comes in for Cunha? I assume it'll be Costa then. However, what I want to he say is rubbish. Listen, this, obviously it was under different management, etc. But before the World Cup, Wolves were remember, remember these days. Wolves were so bad in front of goal. They were second last next G. Uh, with 14.23, and they scored just eight goals. Since then, they've got a little bit better, climbing up to 16th in XG, and they scored 10 goals, which is 12. So they they improved, basically. They've scored the least amount of goals in the division in front of their own fans. Mm. Nine goals in 12 at Molyneux. It's a really poor record. Really, And poor. I just don't see how losing Cunha is going to make that will make this output any better. I don't know. I think um, I think you have Daniel Podence coming in, yeah. who uh, he's gone a bit out of form recently, but hopefully with some minutes now, he may notch up a, an attacking yeah. output or so, but that's hoping. It's just, it's just a little bit predicting. of a worry for them because that not scoring goals was the reason they got in this, the reason they got in this old muck in the first place. <laughs> but, um, and I mean, this, this game against Spurs is going to be a pretty turgid watch, I reckon. Just briefly on Spurs again, Emerson Royale, who would have thought... 22 points in his last two game weeks. Um, a great indicator of the uh, the benefits of um, the, 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 the invisible hand of the market. Competition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like a big that. free market capitalist. Yeah. Because since Pedro Porro's <laughs> come in, he's been unbelievable. Yeah, couldn't believe but before it. then, he was probably just sitting around being like, well, I'm the only right back here, I guess. Apart from Doherty. Jed Spence. Yeah, I think Spurs, they'll be looking at that Wolves um, attacking record at home as well and think... We can go another ninety minutes without conceding. Yeah. Here. They can really build a foundation for their sort of like end of season push. That, that's what you can say about Conte. Like you know, they've been so underwhelming throughout the entire season, but he just knows when to kind of like click it into gear. Yeah. Ironically, from the hospital beds, just for the just for the main, mm. remainder of the season. And looking forward for Spurs, they've got Forest at home, Southampton away, Everton away coming so, up. So you really need to pick up their defensive assets, right? Yeah. And one of them would be Longley mm. for them, who starts at left centre back as well, or Eric Dyer, yeah. maybe. Definitely. There's, I mean, I picked up Romero two weeks ago on my wave wire. There could still be, could still be some Spurs That's players. Great some up. Spurs rejects knocking around there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's move on to Brighton against West Ham. Brighton against West Ham coming up here. Should be, well, maybe you would have thought this would be a sort of mid-table clash at the beginning of the season, but no. Yeah, you would say Brighton may have dropped off a little bit. They've gone two games without a win, which is the first time that's happened since when Roberto De Zerbe came in, wow. when, when they had that sort of three or four 
a winless streak. Yeah, true. Uh, but they should still have enough to beat West Ham. I think they will be boosted by the return of Levi Colwell mm. yeah. to the back line. But um, just saw their goal against who they're playing Stoke today. Looked good. So yeah. we've got on this prep sheet, has Matoma had a little dip by his standards? And that's a fair comment, but picked up an assist today mm. for Evan Ferguson, no less, who is Top also player. back from injury. Top so uh, despite the little dip in form for Brighton, I would still be very optimistic. And West Ham, I mean, Henry... Scored four goals. Yeah, I wouldn't That's read too much them. into that. I'm going to back Charlie. <laughs> uh, sorry? That's big for them. <laughs> I'm g- probably half their tally for the season. I'm going to back can't up. Really talk. Uh, yeah, true. I'm going to back up Charles here, though, and say um, this is a Brighton win for me. Uh, can't see how West Ham get a result here. Uh, Brighton will be chomping at the bit to get a result, mm. this, especially as the f- because of the fact they battered Fulham off the park here a couple of weeks ago. Should have beaten them, smashed them on XG. Yeah. And um, y- the only slight worry for me for Brighton is that Estupanan might be injured mm. and he's been crucial for them in terms of their build-up and attacking output as well. So if Estupanan were to be injured... I'm not sure who would come in for them, but yeah. you could stick Levi Colwell there as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, Charles is right. They may stick Levi, Levi Colwell left back, mm. um, and if if they did, I'm sure he'd do as good of a job um, as a Stupanan. But in terms of West Ham assets that um, you'd need to have uh, in as a sort of a no-brainer, even for this game away at a tricky Brighton Stadium, would be Jared Bowen. Will yeah. two goals and two assists in his last five games? He is on fire. He's good. He's good. He's recently. on a massive. Um, but the one. The thing I want to say is that obviously, uh, well done, Danny Ings. He probably will start the next game. Yeah. Um, very Danny Ings to score two goals and then not score for a couple of weeks. That's all <laughs> yeah. I want to say. Yeah, yeah. He's but. he's got his contract for next season already <laughs> lined up, and he's got a revenge game. Obviously, will against Villa in the, in the game That's after big. Brighton. So you just know he's scoring there as well. Yeah, yeah. I think this is just back to the wall for West Ham. They haven't won away in the league since August. Mm. Dreadful, appalling record. That is woeful. And you're looking at their upcoming away record, uh, away games as well. Mm. Brighton, City, and Fulham. I, I mean nothing from a defensive standpoint at all despite that clean sheet against Forest mm. uh, let's move on though to Arsenal against Bournemouth Arsenal against Bournemouth this must be one of your easier fixtures in the Premier League running yeah no doubt I mean um, I would quite we should say we're recording this um, on Tuesday uh, this, is a, this is kind of a no-brainer starting with Arsenal players. Um, was very, very impressed with that Leicester performance. Mm. How did you play? Very well, especially defensively. That, that game did not go at all how I thought it yeah. would. Well, they I were, thought you'd win like, you know, like another 4-2 or something. No, well, they were missing Madison. You reduced them to an XG of 0.01. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, well done, Will. I mean, th- thank you. <laughs> they didn't. Um, yeah, they just couldn't create anything. I guess. I mean, I think they had one shot off target. We we've mentioned Leicester before, even though we're not talking about them really right now. Yeah. Without James Madison, they're a shadow of themselves. Exactly. And all as are all their other assets. So it's in kind their of team. It's, so it's kind of a gimme when you when you read the news sort of like an hour before. It's like, oh, Madison not in the score because he's ill. It's like, mm, okay. so so but can you not read too much into? I that? don't think so. No, okay. But I mean, yeah, Bournemouth at home could. It's a great fixture to have. One one in four for you at the Emirates. Mm, I mean, and no clean sheet in three. Yeah, we've been slightly suspect defensively. However, my nailed on this week is going to be Ben White. Mm. Don't buy any of the stuff recently about Tommy Asu maybe going to start get, get his starting place. I think that Arteta's going to go with his certified back four of White, Gabriel, Saliba, and Zinchenko. 
Um, so that's that's who I'm going with there. Um, but yeah, I think you start all your Arsenal players. How did Trossard do up front? Trossard did very well up top, um, and I am eating my words uh, on criticizing that that signing. That's been a great signing. For Just us. take care of business here, Will. Um, if I'm an Enketia owner, should I be worried? Yeah. Got thank the Lord we did not do that swap last week. I was I was begging that you would. <sighs> I was really considering it. Well, tell the listeners what it was. So, uh, listeners, I'm top of the league. Just thought I'd drop it in. I was playing against Reese, or at least I thought I was playing against Reese. I was mistaken. Reese is second in the league. I thought, okay, if I just win this game week, <laughs> I've got a great shot at winning the league. And so I, I've got Jesus, and I said to Will, look, I, I want some Arsenal assets. And he said, well, how about I give you Nketiah? He's got a double game week. And I was like, it's not, not that bad of a shout. And I said, okay, well, how about you give me Saka for Odegaard? An all-Arsenal double transfer. Yeah. And I was close to it, but then I just got I just got stage fright at the last you, second you would have of losing that, Jesus. Yeah, like I didn't think Inketi would start on the bench again at the King Power. I think that was slightly due to um, you know I mean bear in mind he is Inketi is the only person playing up top there, and the amount of pressing yeah. and stuff and running has to do. I understand why I did. I don't think it was a form drop, but then again, seeing how good Trossard was up there. I wouldn't be surprised. And if you are a Trossard owner, you must be, I mean... Yeah. And you've midfielder got, playing up front. Yeah. Priceless. Mm. And you've got to combine that, Will, with the fact that Jesus is coming back soon as well. Mm, exactly. I think he should be back in two weeks or so. Love it. Um, but yeah, Arsenal got Fulham away and Palace at home and then Leeds at home coming up next. So. We sadly don't have the benefit of hindsight because they're playing Everton tomorrow. Yeah. I think like how this game against Bournemouth will go a lot sort of depends on that midweek true. result against Everton. Very true. Uh, let's move on though to Villa against Palace. Aston Villa against Crystal Palace. Two sides not faring that well this season. Yeah, Villa were on a three-game losing streak before coming before going over to Goodison Park and picking up a very that was impressive. A weird. Yeah, I didn't Did expect not see it. that coming. I thought that was yeah. a one-nil Everton all day long. Mm. Uh, bit of a strange penalty. What was it? 70, 70th minute or something. Mm. They had yeah. And, they they just, I feel, I feel and, like and Buendia. We, we haven't seen that all season, have we? Step yeah. over on the left near near post finish. I'm a big a big. Big fan of his, mm. um, but yeah, that sort of that sort of um, directness is is kind of rare. Watkins another goal. I know. Yeah, he keeps doing it. He just keeps doing it. Um, who are we, are we feeling any picks here in terms of no brainers? Uh, Buendia, Will is going to be my nail done. Oh, um, nice. Don't know why he just picks up points against Palace this week. Will. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know Palace got their first clean sheet in eight games against Liverpool. But my God, they are so bad and so dull, so dull to watch. Mm. They are. They remind me a lot of Leicester in terms of, like, without their key man in Zaha, yeah. they're just toothless yeah. and they can't get anything going forward whatsoever at all. Mm. And I just see another Villa win here. Yeah, I think with Palace, like everyone says, you know, they well, they should be good, but they're not good, you know, sort of thing. But I think it's kind of a bit more systemic than that. I think they rely way too much on those players because their midfield isn't great. Their midfield's not great. I, I don't like the fullbacks either. Mm. Like I think you, you look at their centre-backs, good. Their front four, good. But f- fullbacks, they're not that... They're not that potent going forward. Yeah. They're not going to supply crosses into the sort of number nines, which are begging for some service, Mateta yeah. and Edward. I mean, Mateta can't really buy a goal either, to be fair. Mm. But, you know, watching that Liverpool Palace game, it was like, it was like seeing two midfields that like didn't want the ball. <laughs> it was really strange. But Shout out to Mitchell for Palace, though. 12 points in his last two games because he got sobbed before that Brentford equaliser. <laughs> a Crystal Palace so fullback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So by definition, he's, a, he's in form for Palace. But uh, I, I can't see them. 
like I can't really see him sustaining it. Yeah. I mean, what would you do if you're a Watkins owner? You do, are you going to maybe try and trade him away here or keep... Why would you want to trade him away? Why is it... And who for? <laughs> he, he's probably the third informed striker in terms of fantasy in the league. Mm. One thing to mention, also, if you're an Ivan Tony fan, uh, fan and owner, <laughs> uh, he's pleaded guilty to all betting charges... Um, that's, that, that's just come out this evening. Wow. Live news. Yeah, on Twitter. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> trust me, source. Um, and so, uh, so he may get banned from now on until the end of the season. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Watkins for me would be the third highest point scorer um, for, for a forward from now until the end of the season. Look at their fixtures as well. Palace at home, West Ham away, Bournemouth at home. Chelsea where they'll net a couple there. <laughs> uh, and, and that's a double, double game week, actually. Chelsea and Leicester. Mm. Then Forest at home. So Villa have got some good fixtures coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah no doubt. Hello, come here, donkeys. Here we go. We started. Come here. What is that? To right. What, what is, is that? that? What is I was watching Ramsey last that? night, actually. How is he? Yeah, saw a lot of myself in him. Uh, yes, welcome back to Chelsea Chopping Block. This week, we have a Chelsea player. Always seems to be Chelsea or Newcastle players. Yeah. This week... It's weird that it's Reese James. Yes, sir. Future Chelsea captain. Future Chelsea captain, but it's not buying me any points at the moment. So I think there was a lot of optimism with Reese James, and justifiably so, yeah. around his return from injury. But I feel sorry for the poor for the poor buggers that kept a hold of him. Right? Why is that? Do you know the last time he kept more than two points? Uh, no. Game week four. Uh, Game week four. Uh, no way. And that He's been was a, injured. Yeah, and that was an assist against South uh, against Leicester. But that was when they had no defenders as well. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I think Tuchel was still in charge there. Oh my he hasn't god, returned. Reece. That's a good stat. He hasn't returned more than two points under Graham Potter. Potter out. And look, he's been injured for a lot of that time. It's but official. Like, I said on the pod a few weeks ago, there was some kind of like silver lining with Chelsea players of we were able to keep clean sheets you know Kepper was scoring points Barry yeah. Shield was scoring points that's just out the window now no clean sheet in three for Chelsea yeah. there is just no silver lines to any, any Chelsea players if Rhys James has any value to anyone else in your league just get rid of him get a Spurs defender get a Dyer get a long lay in yeah. And yeah. I would never do that as a Chelsea fan yeah. <laughs> but yeah love Rhys but he's got to go get him off do me a favour get out yes yeah speaking of uh, Chelsea the one and only. Yeah. How are we doing, guys? Really not looking forward to this game, Will, at all. I'm going. Don't know why. Don't <laughs> want to go. Really not looking forward to it. I mean, they, right. what, what what is there to say about it? I think there's a real toxic atmosphere around Chelsea right now, and <laughs> things could turn really toxic and nasty this right. Saturday. I mean... I mean to, well, I don't know how to approach this now. Okay. I, I mean, look, like... Because, I mean, because it would be, in my opinion, it would Will, be a mistake. Will, just say something Docker. good about Chelsea. Reese James doesn't score points. Thiago Silva, injured for six weeks. Yeah. Like, defence will not keep a clean sheet. Attack can't score. I feel like this is called karma. One goal in... Karma for what? Just being sh- houses. Wait, what is that? What do you mean? <laughs> karma for winning <laughs> the second Champions League? We're not, we're, not doing this. we're not doing this on the podcast. Okay, you brought it up. All right. right. <laughs> All right, right, right. Well, okay, okay, look. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Yeah. One goal in our last five games. Mm. Seventh worst scoring record in the division, just in terms of goal scored throughout the season. Yeah. Uh, players injured. We just can't attack. It's... It could be another 1-0 to Leeds. I'm not even joking. Genuinely, we look so bad, Will. I mean, I, I watched 
uh, Felix's debut, he looked electric, Will. Yeah. On the half What's turn. What's happened since then? On the half turn, flicking balls around the corner, yeah. playing people in. It, and you, there was none of that against Tottenham whatsoever. I'm not saying it's him. I'm not saying... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I think it's a collective. There's just, they're just completely shot of confidence. People are afraid to try things, mm. changing teams constantly throughout. I mean, I think the only sort of bright spark the last two games has been Raheem Sterling. Yeah. I thought he's played quite well. Is Against Southampton, he played well. And I think Spurs, he did uh, decent as well. He's like, he's a pre- he's a Premier League expert. Yeah, he's a Premier League legend. Yeah. Um, so you'd expect him to do that. But I feel for players and fancy owners that have Mudrick in the team because yeah. can't really see him, him starting with... Reese James, um, not Reese James, with Raheem Sterling back in that left wing position as well. Yeah. Uh, j- just on that as well, like the whole sort of like changing the team when stuff's going badly. We've got Dortmund on when on Tuesday even. Yeah. So chances are he's going to rotate the team again. Mm. So y- you can't even predict. I mean, I- I'm thinking Kula Bali comes back into the eleven, right? Because Thiago Silva's injured. So Fafana, perhaps it's just thing it's is, just all over the I'm place. Not, I'm not sure. I think Badishil starts this game because he can't, he can't play yeah. midweek Champions League. So I think Badish- I thought that as well, but then he didn't start against Spurs. Yeah. The question is, you know, if you do get a scrappy one nil, two nil win here, we don't look like scoring. I know you don't like scoring. Look like scoring, but if if you if you maybe think, okay, well, if they get a win here, but we're, winning, we're winning the Champions League. Then they have yeah. And then they have Leicester away. Then you've got Everton at home, Villa at home. There is kind of an upward trajectory there. The, make no mistake about it, Will. This is a six-pointer if I've ever seen one. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know we're closer to Southampton in 20th than we are to a top four place. Yeah, I did know. No, we, we lose we, we, here. We lose here and all I'm thinking about is 40 points. <laughs> Just get 40 points with three wins away. When we reach 40 points. <laughs> But um, two banks are four. We need to. We, need, we do need to do. Um, we do need to do lead some justice here. Yeah. I mean, they they won. They well, won wait, their, wait, their first. Get your lead players in. That's more than doing them justice. Get them in. Get them in. <laughs> this is this is a free. Just <laughs> <laughs> a free hit. <laughs> I'm New looking at my Sinisteras. <laughs> Somerville <Not> Brace. <laughs> Who else have they got up there? Nonto. Yeah. Bamford. Get them in. Get them in. <laughs> Harris. Bamford can't <laughs> buy a goal, mate. <laughs> Get the kit man in. <laughs> <laughs> well, very high praise of Leeds. Obviously, they won 1-0 against Southampton. Uh, next Losing 2-0 to Fulham currently. Yeah. But, I mean, let, let's be real. I mean, we're they watching don't... the game as well. Nonto should have heard about three, shouldn't yeah. they, really? <laughs> they don't They don't care about the League Cup either. They are pretty focused it's on staying. Cup. <laughs> Moving on to Forest against Everton. Forest against Everton here. I, I feel mean, like I, I already know the score. It's one nil. From I a, just don't know who. From around the world should tune in they've, to watch this advertisement yeah. of the Premier League. Yeah, and be- they should because they've chosen it as a prime time game no, they on haven't. Sunday. Shut up. It's one thirty on gonna, Sunday. I was going to joke about that being what? No, no, no. It's Sunday. This kickoff, unbelievable. I pay a Sky subscription <laughs> for this to be on TV. Ludicrous. Why? Why do I want to watch this game? Sorry for all fancy owners. I mean, who? Wait, actually, you've got your nailed on here, don't you, yeah, Charles? Yeah, I, after chatting all kind of wass about it, I've actually <laughs> gone for Renan Lodi. Poor. Uh, Forest have kept five clean sheets <laughs> at home. Three of those have come in their last five games, and I just think Steve Cooper's gonna assess this game and think. 
against an Everton side who have just lost to Villa. This yeah. is a game we need to win one or two nil. Mm. I mean, if that Everton game against Villa showed anything, is that you know they are just going to struggle to score. And and ironically, actually, Forest away in terms of scoring is is kind of a hard place to go to right now. Mm, they've sort of made it a fortress. Classic yeah. saying, football saying that. Yeah. But um, they they have really, and yeah. Everton will really struggle away at Forest without doubt. Dominic Calvert Lewin. Mm. I mean, he has been uh, crucial to their their not recent form but obviously he played against Arsenal Everton played really well in there and then they went away to Anfield without Dominic Calvert-Lewin I, I, think, I think Dan said on the pod last week yeah. Forrest if they're going to stay up it's really going to yeah. be down to their home yeah. form and I think you could put Everton in that bracket you know th- those two teams more than very any true. other teams they're very much home teams and you saw that when Forrest went to West Ham they were just like oh you know we, we lose 4-0 for, for but it doesn't yeah. matter because we just got to get back at home. True. So maybe Everton have a similar mindset. It's like, well, you know, if we lose this, like, it depends what our form at Goodison is yeah. from now to the end of the season. In terms of assets about who I would start if I had any players from these teams, you're only really looking at Forest defenders. I mean, I yeah. know Gibbs White has shown flashes of brilliance um, throughout the season, but he's not been consistent enough. No. And a few uh, two-pointers recently has... Um, not really fill me with confidence that he'll be able to get something out of this game as an attacking return. And yeah. like we've said, we're probably predicting that this will be a low-scoring game as well. So uh, get your Forest defenders in. Word yeah. on Kayla Navas as well since he joined. Got nine points in both of his home games. Love that. Top player. Love that. Let's move on, though, to Southampton against Leicester. Leicester. Will Southampton ever move off the bottom spot of this podcast? You know, I'm just looking at Southampton's home form. They've picked up six points out of 11 games. And the second worst uh, record in the division is Leicester with 12. <laughs> so double the points. Their, their record at St. Mary's is atrocious. Three, three of those points against Chelsea. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Literally was as well. Yeah, Southampton, I mean, um, tough loss to Leeds after getting that result. Yeah, yeah the I, double I, over us. Anyway, move on. Yeah, <laughs> Leicester as well, coming off the back of that poor result against Arsenal. This is a really bad game. I mean, James Madison's not going to be back for it as well. Leicester have just lost in midweek to Blackburn in the cup at home. I have been a great side. Yeah, top side. <laughs> I, I'm really struggling to see sort of how you predict how this game is going to go. All I'm saying is goals. You're saying goals? I'm saying goals yeah, here. Yeah. You don't think so? No. Why not? Who is scoring the goals? Ian okay. Acho, Barnes. <laughs> Shea Adams. <laughs> he's injured. Shea Adams? Yeah, he's injured. Oh my God. That's Who, what I'm saying. Who's going to score? Uh, Ward Prowse from the halfway line. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't give away any free kicks. <laughs> also, Leicester, no clean sheet in nine games. They've got zero defensive value. Surely Southampton find a way past them. Yeah, true. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil the show. But um, Ollie's odd- <laughs> there's no show to be spoiled. O- Ollie's Ollie's oddball might m- may well be a Leicester defender. Should we listen to it now? Ooh. Yeah, go, let's go for it. Hi guys, Ollie here, back with another oddball. Um, this week is going to be none other than Leicester City's Victor Christiansen. The left back has started four games since he signed in January, and Southampton really have been woeful at home. They have the worst points record at home in the league. And you know what that means? Well. I hope it means clean sheets. I hope it means maybe an assist. Maybe a back post little header. Yes, Christiansen goal. So get him in and win your game weeks. 
Returning to our segment, hashtag Ask EWG. Yeah, should we do some hashtag Ask EWG now? We shall. And we at this point in the show, I actually hand over the hosting reins to the one and only Charles Orchard. Yes, sir. So we've got a question this week from Twitter. 13 game weeks left. Can you still sign players for the long-term benefits? Or is it simply win your game week at all costs and maybe have a worse team in the future? I'm always winning game week, to be fair. I'm always... I feel like... Apart from half your games, which you've lost. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that was at the beginning of the season when I wasn't doing win your game week. Mm. You see? I, I feel like, for instance, um, a, a, good, a good example of this is like Rico Lewis recently. Like, I was gunning to get him and I really would have stuck by him for a long time because of the potential upside he has. But you just want to get, like, for instance, last week, I got Robinson and Solomon in just because they were playing Wolves. Two seven-pointers. Yeah, I think you've got to strike a balance. I mean, the, the, the listener asked 13 game weeks left. That's still over a third of the season. So it's not as if we've got sort of like five or six game weeks left. I think a 13 is still a huge chunk of the season. The one thing I would say, forward. and I will do research in the future to back this up. However, I think that more of your squad changes than you think about you know you, you want to think about having your squad as in like having a core and then you switch around players. Uh, yeah, 100%. I think like your whole team changes apart from maybe like one or two players injuries like form and stuff like I mean if you told me that Ziyech would have started for us against Spurs on Sunday a couple yeah. weeks ago and the only difference between like if you're at the top of the table and the bottom table not is just the waiver wire but it's just the ability you have to take punts on players like for instance last season in, in particular when I was in the top of the table uh, now I'm at the bottom, obviously. Or actually not near the bottom, whatever. Um, last season, uh, another player dropped Madison because he wasn't doing very well. But being at the top of the table, I could afford then to take a risk on him, yeah. picked him up, and then he was like the sixth highest scoring midfielder. Mm. So it's just about how and when you pick up these players, basically. You need to be more savvy if you're near the top of the league. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. But then you are more savvy because you're paying more attention to it. Yeah. If you're at the bottom of the league, I hate this. Just, just on <laughs> just, the whole... Just, just getting on, Ren and Loddy this week, I guess. Just on the con of whole long-term sentiment. Um, so I'm a Thiago Silva owner. Yeah. And he's just been confirmed out for five to six weeks. And I'm wanting to get rid. Yeah. So I don't think it's worth holding on to. No way. Because that's half the season, yeah. pretty much, between now and May. So, yeah, I mean, if it was towards the start of the season, I probably would have kept hold of him. But mm. with so few games left, it probably is wise to get rid. Let's move on to the roundup questions. Charles. Yes, sir. Who has got you up this week? I'm particularly happy with the fact that Joel Matip got me six points against Palace because as we debated intensely last week, we weren't sure who... <laughs> that was, is a very good one. Yeah, okay. we, we weren't sure who was going to start between Matip and Gomez. Yeah. I thought Gomez was a shoe-in yeah. before his howl against but Real. Your, your brother convinced you otherwise? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. didn't take much convincing. It was just like, I think Matip will start. I was like, sure. Uh, and he's also got a double game week as well against Wolves, so six points yeah. and counting for Joel Matip so far. Nice. Henry, who has got you up? Uh, there wasn't a lot of players to get me up real, really well. I right. mean, as we speak now, before the Wednesday games, I'm on a total of 16 points. <laughs> but a player that got more than a third of my points, William Saliba will. Yeah. Kept a clean sheet against Leicester. Couple bonus points? Uh, no bonus points for him, but they didn't, have, they didn't have much to do in the afternoon, really, did they? Saturday <laughs> afternoon. But um, just solid, really, yeah. isn't he? Top player. Who's got you up, Will? For me, strange one. Um, probably going to be Mana Solomon. 
for that cameo and that great goal. I mean, mm. when I saw he wasn't, I mean, I knew he wasn't, wasn't going to start, but then I see Fulham goal notification, man of Solomon, Robinson assist, who I also got in. Do you know he's also scored again tonight? Oh, four my four. God. Four. I'm on to something, I reckon. Oh, God, it's happening. Uh, Charles, who's got you down? Everton. So I looked at that Everton game. Oh, yeah. Villa, <laughs> and I thought, that is just a 1-0, like Sean Dyche. You know, Goodison's going to be roaring. Mm. And they're going to concede two goals. <laughs> On top of the league, I've got four Everton players. Oh, four. God. Uh, Are you two, losing this week? This uh, It's undecided. Like I mean, look, okay. <laughs> yes. Everton, good, Everton could go away to Arsenal and pick up a clean sheet. And McNeil could bend in a worldie. And a worldie pick up the assist. But it's unlikely. So between those four Everton players, they've got me four points so far. <laughs> so, yeah, disappointing to say the least. What yeah. about you, Will? Who's got you down? Uh, good question, Charles. Um, hmm. Haven't had this <laughs> that poor a week this week. Only the 41 points. Oh, not bad. Just climbing up. Uh, but I'm probably going to go for Patrick Bamford. Uh, I mean, actually, he's just been on my... Oh, he's got you down so much. I'm going to say... You know what I'm going to say? Emmy Martinez for being on my bench. Oh. Because I've I've got Pickford and Martinez in my team, two not two keepers that you don't really want. Not to have much your team. between them. Not much between them, and I go for Pickford, and Martinez is there with nine points. Disappointing, but he did win FIFA um, Goalkeeper the, of the Year. That's yeah. a bonus point, isn't it? So um, who vote, who votes for that? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not me. Henry, who's got you down? Oh God, where to pick from? Will um, it's going to be Mateus Cunha? Will. So, subbed off <laughs> yeah. minute 59 40 seconds he's, he's on like, the stretch of waving just hang on for 20 seconds <laughs> and they walked the long way off the pitch as well and still um didn't hang on to 60 minutes so no there was there was too many players to pick from here yeah um who's let you down probably myself but if i did if i wasn't going to give it to myself it'd be mateus cunha will yeah charles who is top of your waiver what i really want a spurs defender I mean, how long is Longley going to be in the team for? I'm eyeing him up. Mm. So it's between him and Levi Colwell for me. A left-sided defender, sort of back into the team for sides who I think are going to keep clean sheets. I mean, I have Thiago Silva and I need to get rid of him now, mm. as I mentioned. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking for that defender. So one of those two, I believe. Will. Henry, who's top of your waiver? Uh, Matthias Jensen will for Brentford. Two assists, three goals in his last five games. We we've already said on the pod how um, strong Brentford's home record is, and I just purely because of the fact he takes corners, yeah. free kicks. We know how dangerous Brentford yeah. are from set pieces as well. Um, yeah, I mean, surely he's going to be scoring some points from now mm. into the end of the season, and uh, hopefully he starts with an attacking return against Fulham this weekend. Mm. What about you, Will? I'm also going to follow in that. Brentford vein. Okay. I'm going to go for Johan Wisser. Um, Fulham at home coming up. I'm going to have to do some, I'm going to have some to juggle my Fulham assets there. But then after that, as you said, Everton, Everton away and Southampton away. Get your Brentford assets in before everyone snaps them up next week. Uh, Charles, what matchup are you looking forward to? Guess. Um, Chelsea home to Leeds. <sighs> Odegaard Arsenal. against Bournemouth. No, but we're <laughs> all going to say Arsenal yeah. here, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. yeah, obviously. Um, Odegaard, one attacking return in five. Yeah. Probably his leanest run of the season. Uh, play against Everton tomorrow. Tricky game under mm. the lights at the Emirates. See if he can bounce back there. But I think Bournemouth are sort of a different kettle of fish to Everton. I think Everton will put up a real fight. Bournemouth, I don't really have a lot of confidence mm, of them keeping a clean sheet at the Emirates. So I'm backing Odegaard to get back on track. Yeah. Henry, what about you? What matchup are you looking forward to? 
So I'm not. I'm going to be different. Well, I'm not going to say any Arsenal assets, despite having three Arsenal players. Right. But I'm just going through my team. Gibbs White's no thanks. Uh, Salah, pff. Anthony, no away at Anfield. Badashiel Kepper, no. Laporte, ill. <laughs> Cunha <laughs> injured. Uh, am I going to get double digits this week? <laughs> um, I'm going to go Evan Ferguson. Will. At home to West Ham, scored midweek in the cup. He's yeah. a top player, and he hasn't been himself since that he picked up that injury against Brighton. That in nasty the FA Firmino, cup. Hor- yeah. uh, Fabinho. Fabinho, horrible tackle that was. You no, know, he he's a top player, and uh, Brighton have definitely missed him, and hopefully he'll be in and amongst the goals against West Ham. I do want to say one thing uh, about our league. I'm only if I win this week, I'm only two points behind you. Ooh. Is that me? No, three points behind you actually. Me? Yeah. Well, not I, me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well done, Will. I mean, we're we're partners in this. I mean, I'm thing, I'm so. climbing up this this table. I'm looking for third. You this, you this you, you have had the pick of the bunch for the for the whole. Well, of the who have I got? Zhao Felix in. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you got Solomon. Yeah. I guess. Gakpo. <laughs> well, what matchup are you looking forward to? I'm going to go for Zhao Felix at home to Leeds. <laughs> hey, we are not scoring. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just still looking forward to it. Right, well, you're going to stream the 3 p.m. then. In my, yeah, I will. I'll be I'll, in my own way. I'm looking forward to whatever happens in that match. I know I what see, your yeah. own way is. It's a bit of a win-win for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Charles, what have you learned this week? I've learned my team is actually kind of shocking. Nah. <laughs> look, look, look. I, okay, listen. To you're this. you're definitely up against it. Uh, yeah, Reese's team. Reese's in second. I'm top. Reese's team is unbelievable. I mean, look, I, I've got you know Matip, Coleman, Cody at the back. Midfield, Awobi, Bernardo, Willian, McNeil and Odegaard. And a strike partnership of Wood and Kane. I mean, Kane is just holding this side together at the moment. That's fine, though. Yeah. You've kind of got to be a little bit selective with your defender choice. And I think that's something I, mm. I've i kind of done quite well with getting all the Everton defenders in. And like, no doubt they'll <laughs> concede three against Arsenal. So I'll ship them out, <laughs> get Spurs defenders in. It's just yeah. this like, you know, circus. I, th- I think you've gone a bit too hard on the Everton side. Four, four Everton players is, is mental. I think, yeah. I think Charles is panicking now. <laughs> this is no. what you call not what you know what you're doing at no, the top of the league. It's called being proactive. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, I mean, Jesus back soon. And then you're yes. back to that Kane and Jesus front too. Yes. Should win the league. For, yeah. Yeah. I hope you win the league. Thank you, Will. I hope so too. I hope Reese wins the league. Henry, <laughs> who? what have you learned this week? Uh, what have I learned this week? Well, I, I've i learned really to just plan ahead more. Well, <laughs> I mean, I did not see that there weren't any fixtures this game week. And that's shocking, really, isn't it? I mean, fixtures for what, Brighton and Brentford oh, and right, stuff. Right, 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 yeah. Uh, Newcastle and um, United had them in the cup or whatever, but... Mm. Um, it's just really bad. 16 points. I, yeah. My season's sort of petering out a bit and I'm sort of just <laughs> lulling in mid-table. I my, feel like this my, happens with all I'm, of your seasons. I'm creating... Remind the listeners what your team name's called. The favourite. I'm, I'm creating <laughs> I'm creating my own sort of league within the league and that's, <laughs> that's going to be... Fini- sub-league. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is. And that's going to be finishing third. So when we were like, should we give a, should we give a, should we give a prize to like fourth place? Because yeah. like, it's so out of, on yeah. third place because yeah. it's so out of the reach. Yeah, be like Tottenham, make a DVD out finishing fourth. <laughs> what have you learned this week, Will? What have I learned this week? Good bloody question, Henry. Um, you don't know what you've learned. I do. I always know what I've learned. I actually know what I have learned. I've learned the United are quite good, actually. And that does worry me. 
just what, in terms of the league? No, but I'm just, I just don't like it when United are good. I don't either. I'm fine I, with City are good because yeah. they're like, oh, they're just unreal. But United are good. Uh, Gary Neville sort of said it the other day. He's like, United, they don't need to win like, like other teams do. They just need to hit people on the counter. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but that that sucks. They're painful, mate. Growing up, I despised them, as I'm sure everyone else did. And now they've been in the dark for the last 10 years. Everyone's sort of forgotten about them. They win the League Cup. Oh, it's only the League Cup or whatever. They'll be bang at it next year. That's what I mean. Bang in the title race. And people are even saying for them that they could really challenge for the title this year. I can't see it, but like Charles said earlier Maybe in the they pod, could. I don't know. if they win at Anfield. Yeah, they'll yeah. be. I mean, I. Yeah. Because they can fight a war on three fronts all within a week. Yeah. Just like Churchill, Churchill did. did. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think he fought it on one. Anyway, on that <laughs> note. <laughs> Charles? Pleasure, Will. Thank you. Henry, thanks for coming on. Thank you, Will. Listeners, thank you for listening. Uh, the Twitter, follow it. At EWG underscore podcast. Now. Follow it now. Uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs>